wait, you, you want me to be like funny haha or funny what I'd do with David Tennant and Nathan Fillion with two hours and a bottle of baby oil? Oh, oh, okay. Um, hi, this is Julie Maris from Wicked Unscripted, and here comes Sci Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. Tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will be guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. Yeah, I wouldn't unmute. <laughs> Unbelievable. Nice job. Good, good evening, nice. everyone. It's Talkcast 171, Hearts and Flowers, Blood and Chrome Night here on Sci Fi Saturday Night on our isn't it almost or just after or just during, depending on when you're listening to it, Valentine's Day? Because it is. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 451 Slauson cut off behind the book-burning pavilion for alternative heating and air conditioning. I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are the usual suspects. In the Revere Time Vortex violent soundboard vixen and chief architect of all that is technical, queen of unstable petroleum byproducts, it's Kriana. Meow. Okay. <laughs> We're just leaving it there, huh? Yep. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the Dank Dungeon Reading Room, cool, calm, and collected. She's got books and she knows how to use them. It is Zombrarian. Guys, we can't use that opener because every time we do, anything that I might have said just goes right out of my head. <laughs> she gets there's, all tingly. There's, there's a visual image that Julie brings every time she does that. that she just gonna... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, the woman who on Valentine's Day can't bleed, but we love her anyway. It's the dead redhead. Blood, Valentine, bloody Valentine. Meow. I'll meow too. How's Thanks. that, Diana? Okay. I love it. <laughs> Our guest tonight is Ashley Eckstein. Now, you guys don't know who that is you should because there is a voice that she has Ashley welcome to the show <laughs> thank you thank you for the kind introduction I, I don't have anything funny to say no that's okay <laughs> there is a voice there is a voice in Star Wars the Clone Wars I was gonna say over at the Frankenstein place but that's, yeah, that's really. a light no um... that's no but it's close <laughs> it's okay. so close I know. <laughs> we have the giggles tonight, guys. Oh, yeah. We're going to be there. We're all going to be there. There's not a problem with it. Oh, my goodness. So, on Star Wars The Clone Wars, she is a series regular. And she's got tons of different stuff going on. She's going to be at C2E2 in April. She's going to be at Disney Star Wars Weekends in May. And and we're just really happy to have you here on our Valentine's Day show. Welcome. Whoa, 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 Dome. I, I want to hear you try to pronounce her character name. I know. I was just going to say, the reason you hadn't said it yet is because you probably can't pronounce it. Damn right I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you caught on to that. Yeah, no, most people most people mispronounce my character's name. It's pronounced Ahsoka Tano on Star Wars The Clone Wars. So, um, Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, Tano, not, not Asuka, just Ahsoka Tano. I've got to tell you, uh, at my day job, I was talking about who was going to be on the show, and I said, the young lady from Star Wars The Clone Wars, and this guy just turns around from the other side of the building and goes, Ahsoka Tano? Seriously? You know, <laughs> so so he even told you how to pronounce it, and you still couldn't? You 
Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So who plays Q? Yeah, who does play Q, don't I have no idea. Yeah, uh-huh. I have, actually, Failure. I am the worst with, with character names and, and difficult names and names that aren't Smith or Joe. Dome, Dome, how do, you, how do you pronounce Q? Quick. Q. <laughs> now, how do you spell it? John Delancey. <laughs> okay. There we go. Good, good. Okay, guys. So anyhow, uh, during the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about Star Wars, The Clone Wars. We might even talk about Josh and Drake. God knows. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> the <won't>. universe. <laughs> it's well, actually Drake and Josh, but that's okay. Oh. All right, but I'm good with you. <laughs> nice, Dome. Insult the guest some more. Please keep going. Uh, so we're going to start <laughs> yes. with the news of the week. Okay. Yes. So this week in the news, a bunch of debut dates came out, and I am looking for... Oh, is this with the whole Valentine theme, dates, debut... Never mind. Never mind. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I appreciate you, you, Dead Redhead. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So if you're into procedurals, uh, Grimm comes back on March 8th. Woo! So you can get more lightning beavers. Yes! (laughs) <laughs> yes, Lurk, it. And Flurg. Lurk and Flurg beat. <laughs> I, I want to see Monroe get laid, damn it! <laughs> Blue Jay Weissen. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Two weeks later, on March 25th, NBC brings back Revolution, and... Does anyone if, still watch that? I, well, they figured out a really good way to kill a, a medianly rated show, which is leave it off the air for months and then try and bring it back March 30th BBC America debuts Orphan Black which really looks I'll be watching that 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 does look good I'll admit that one looks good I want to cut in for a second and say the first time that I brought up Orphan Black on the show you all said to me why would he watch that that sounds stupid no but nobody did that well, you didn't say it exactly like that, but that's what you all said to me. <laughs> no, nobody did that. Nobody remembers you bringing nobody, that up because. Remember saying that? I don't remember saying that. I don't either. Oh. But right after Orphan Black on BBC America, immediately after Doctor Who comes back with Squee. I'm so excited uh, for Clara. No. Me I too. I am in love with Clara. Yes. Oh. In so many ways. <laughs> Which I mean, I was a fan of the pawns. Don't get me wrong, but um, Clara has already won me over. Hey, as a redhead, I really appreciate Amy Pond as the one redhead, the one ginger. Excuse me, on Doctor Who, who's not really fucking annoying. Here's looking at you, Donna. <laughs> oh, I hated her so much. Oh my gosh! But Clara, first of all, is not going to have puppy love for the Doctor. Second of all, she's awesome. Third of all, she makes souffles. That is so kick-ass. I know. I'm dying to find out more about her story. I I just want to know, really, who who is she? I mean, what, the girl who died twice. What's going on there? I hope right. she keeps dying and the doctor keeps having puppy eyes about it. Yep. That's what I'm wondering. Is she going to be like Kenny on on South Park where every episode will be like... Or, or Daniel Jackson on Stargate. He died again. Damn it. It could definitely be one or the other. And then uh, after March, in April sometime, and we don't actually have dates for them, is Defiance on Sci-Fi, which looks kind of interesting, and Warehouse 13, which looks kind of kick-ass. Oh, yeah. How do you think they're going to come back from that season ender that they did? I have no idea. I have no idea. It was really awesome, though. I'm going to miss Brother Data, but it was so great. It was so great. It was. Warehouse 13 is just such an incredible show. I am in love with Claudia on there. Um, hello. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. (laughs) She is such a cool character, especially for... Just for young girls, it's just a just a really positive character for girls to look up to. Well, all the women a are couple of them on that show. Yeah. Then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That, that uh, had some of the strongest woman characters and women-driven plots of yep. any any genre show on right now. Not to mention H.G. Wells. Exactly. Nice. And absolutely. She Most is. 
that show, except the ones that um, Eddie Mc, is it McClintock? Right. Except the ones that he's always hitting on. Uh, <laughs> all the rest of the women are awesome. They're Gee intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I like him. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it's, he plays a great foil to what yeah. are what are incredible, good female characters. Oh, actually, on- speaking of Warehouse 13, uh, Zombarian and I came across something interesting while watching the following this week. So what? I had assumed that Jinxie was in the following, and this week yes. she goes. I don't think that's him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's totally him. He talks him. differently than Jinxie. It's totally him. And but then we looked it, it up. It's good. his freaking twin brother. No way. Yes! yes! They're twins. They're twins. Are you serious? I'm They're so serious. So, yeah. Just, um, oh, like, which one was on Smallville? Uh, the one who, I what think is... the one who's on the following yeah, was on Smallville. Um, the one who's on the following was also Iceman in all the X-Men movies. Right. But the one on, on Warehouse 13 is a different one? It's a different one. Two different ones. Two jinxies. <laughs> Which means basically there has to be some sort of duplication episode on Warehouse 13. And it will be almost as awesome as the episode of Buffy when Nick Brendan's character got duplicated and his twin brother came and played his duplicate yes oh god almost as awesome oh my god that uh, that is news <laughs> i that know i know mind blown, blown. Yes. did you not know that brendan and news i did not i did not no. realize he had a twin brother i just thought it was the oh. same guy i oh, i i was thinking i was like we were watching and i was like you know he looks exactly like jinxie but really he's the mannerisms are so different. Either he is the most phenomenal actor I've ever seen or and slightly guy. changed his face. <laughs> and or... then I looked it up in their twins. Sorry. Wow. Okay. So speaking of Nick Brendan, which is kind of an interesting segue. <laughs> hey, I segue that up for you. Did you see it? not a very good our friends at the Rhode Island Comic Con have just announced that Nick Brendan has just signed to be there. Sweet. For their November 2nd, 3rd event. Go and get your bucket signed. Wait, do they have more than one? I'm sorry? Do they have more than one con going on this year? No. Theirs is in November for some reason. It's really late. It is, comparatively. But you know what? That's good, because it doesn't come up around the time when Boston Comic Con and Granite Con happens, and no one gets the con fatigue. And Rocket Shock, and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's the last of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Josh uh, Stewart from The Walking Dead is going to be there as well. Which one is he? Thank you. I was just going to say that. (laughs) I have no idea. Which one is he? I'm looking at the picture, and I can't get the face. Please say Daryl. No, it's not Daryl. And Sorry, Michelle wait, what's Nichols his name? From Star Trek. What's his Josh name? Michelle Nichols? Josh yes. Stewart. Stewart. I need to look him up. Not for, not Josh Groban. <laughs> Whoa! No, 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 no. Holy no. crap, news. No, not Josh uh, Groban. Josh Groban. Josh Stewart. I spelled it with a W, is that correct? Yes, apparently it is. He is Chase, an uncredited. Who the heck is Chase? What? What's a Chase? It's apparently He's also been in Grimm. Um, character it's like a roving monster or something? Chase. Walking Dead. Let's see. I'm Queen of the interwebs. Googling this as we speak. Okay. <laughs> He's in all. Oh, lame. He's in a webisode. He wasn't even in the main series. Oh, really? So, serious? Yeah. Okay, that that's an odd book. That's kind of... Okay, let's go back to being. I mean, I don't want to call his job lame, but it's. it's No, I didn't say that. I said it's lame the way they uh, billboarded him on the website. Yes, he he did guest. He did a guest spot on Grimm. Right. And Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and he was in the Ghost Whisperer, the Mentalist, which we all know is a knockoff of Psych. Um. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, we we are addicted to IMDb. Like everyone else. Yeah, all right. Well, he's done some stuff. Could be cool. Okay. He looks Walking very familiar. Walking now I'm, though. 
no, Walking the, Dead. The guy that I want to see at Rhode Island Comic Con is Sam Jones. Flash freaking Gordon. Oh, God. Here we go. Why are you so old? Not a, hey, shut up. <laughs> Not only is he Flash Gordon, but he had such a guest starring role in Ted that it was the best. We're going to hear Sorry. about this every uh, single yes, week. you are. And then I'm going to in, interview him, and he's going to be on the show, and he's going to do his Flash and then the whole thing. You know what? As long as we get another video of Kiss Forever grinding on you, I'm <laughs> cool with that. Yeah, I'm never living that one down, am I? Or, nope, or nope. staring at Claire Kramer's eyes and stammering for five yep, minutes. Yep. You know, it's a good thing Ashley isn't actually in front of you because I, I right, doubt you is. could actually speak. Yeah, you, I, I have this wonderful affliction, and it's called "In the Presence of Beautiful Women." I lose the ability to speak. Pretty is that much. like Cooper Polly from yes, the Big Bang exactly Like that. It, it's the power of the Tetons. <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen him with Lisa Marie. That's he was. He did a very good job, though. I've I never seen. Look at her. I have never seen you keep your eyes locked on someone else's eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> you hey, did such a good job. I didn't put this on the on the site, but it looks like Lords of Salem is finally going to get released over here. Oh really? I just noticed that last night. Which I is, when that comes that out, a, I'm definitely what is that? See it. I don't know what that is. Lords of Salem is why uh, Lisa Marie was at Rock and Shock. It's Rob Zombie's newest film. He wrote it. He directed it. It's a, it it's never got, got released in the U.S. Right. It's been in Europe, and now they're bringing it over here. It's got tons of 70s and 80s stars like he likes to do and put people in there. And Lisa's going to be in it, and that's going to be cool to see. It will it be cool. Is. It is. Now, I need at this point to apologize to the audience. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, go ahead. About three weeks ago, we were talking about this weird-ass show. Actually, we've been talking about it since September called Arrow on CW. And CW's track record with genre programming is awesome. They years, picked up Buffy. <laughs> It's Ten awesome. Years of Smallville, it's like stabbed my eyes out. You know Please. what? You know what? They came to Smallville after Buffy. Give them a so, break. In any case, I have refused to watch it until this past weekend, when during the blizzard of whatever the hell it was. During Nemo. During the blizzard of Nemo. <laughs> blizzard of Nemo. Who named a blizzard Nemo for God's sake? That would sake. be the Weather Channel. Uh, uh, just keep I sat down. Just Sorry. With the first 12 episodes of Arrow and just marathon the son of a bitch. Because after watching the first two episodes, frankly, I was hooked. You couldn't stop. It's, uh, guys, it's a good show. Wow. It is That's... good. I was right. You were wrong. Uh, uh, okay. Ah. Okay. Now, as much as I hate to let Kriana be right, ah. <laughs> I'm always right. Lord knows I, I will never hear the end of Kriana actually being <laughs> right for once. Ha. And I should have known that if Barrowman decided to actually take a recurring role in it, it couldn't be all that bad. John Barrowman does a terrific job playing this very quiet, sinister force in, in, in the... Uh, Merlin. Suit. He's Merlin. Merlin. Merlin? Yes. But not as in The Magician. But it's... Yes. it's but so the, Merlin in the comic. Yes, there I'm is. Sure there is. It, it's spelled with a Y. Yep. Merlin. I'll have to type it. I googled it. I told. To I told it. you. Wait, did I tell you last week or was it the week before? I'm like getting senile here. I, I'm almost as old as Dome. Um. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Not true. Yeah. Right. Um, no, no, no. I, I was telling. Maybe it was. I was telling Tracy. I was googling. All of the characters, you know, it was, it was, I was telling Tracy, I was Googling all the characters as they were coming up because I wanted to see how they worked into the comic book. And I realized that all these characters were extremely poorly worked into the comic book. It was just like, well, shit, we need a nemesis. Uh, we'll call him Merlin and he'll just kind of show up. Okay. 
And now he's like his buddy's, his his best friend's dad. It's his arch freaking nemesis. It, it at least gives him a reason to be where he is in the that city. That gives him a good reason to be there, actually. Yeah. Can I ask, is it the same pretty boy who played him in Smallville? Yes. Playing Arrow? Okay. Oh, I have no although, idea. Although they've roughed him up quite a bit. <laughs> they took him out back. <laughs> what was, is he pretty? Oh, I don't know. If you are in L.A., there are billboards all over the city of him, like literally like 20-foot billboards of him shirtless. Oh, Kriana, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's right up my alley. <laughs> no. No, I've, I, you know, I, I was set to hate it. I had the discs. I had the. I had them all in the DVR, and I said, "All right, bite the bullet." I haven't lost electricity, evidently, for a reason. <laughs> you know what? You know what? If I'm gonna fence jump, it ain't gonna be for him. <laughs> okay, we'll just. But it would be for Barrowman. Well, I was gonna off. say, let's go back to John Barrowman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on. How about that one scene where he was fencing? That was hot. It was interesting. That was hot. It was interesting at a number of levels. It was also uh, we we could do a ton of spoiler. Uh, not going to do them because Zombrarian, you're going to sit down and watch them. Yes, I am. Ooh, no argument with that one. I'm impressed. I'm not gonna. I don't usually. See, I'm arguing with you about arguing though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, good, good show. Part. Nice job. I I hope they keep it up. Uh, it's a nice addition to the genre family. It's doing a great job. Seriously. Told you it wasn't like the Vampire Diaries, <laughs> which I watch anyway. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the Secret nobody, Circle nobody was should, good. Nobody should judge here. If we're going to out you know, our guilty pleasures, I did watch Gossip Girl. So, <laughs> I know. So, nothing really gets lower than that, right? Rihanna watches Switch to Burn. Yeah. It's cute. She loves it. I'm she learning sign language. I find it interesting. Rihanna, what? <laughs> what did you and Drew watch during Christmas vacation? We watched Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Oh, I'm not God. embarrassed about that. It's like I a train wreck. You can't look away. You can't look away. Oh, yes, you can. Very <laughs> that, they just started eating mayonnaise with a pig running around. And you're like, at least my life isn't like that. You know what, though? Honey Boo Boo is awesome because the best moment in television this year happened on Honey Boo Boo when she informed her family that her pig, her pet pig, was going to be gay, and the, her older sister said, the pig can't be gay. You can't and tell a gay pig what to do. Sister and says, he can be gay if he wants to. You can't tell a pig what to do. There's a show right there. Oh, oh God. It's, it, it, so, it, Ashley, it, you, you thought it couldn't get worse than Gossip Girl? Just, just went up to you there. Sorry. Uh, what was it going to go there? You can't tell a pig. What there's exactly there's leave Glitzy alone. Do <laughs> so one of the greatest science fiction authors. I'm taking this segue and going to hell with it. <laughs> one of the greatest science fiction authors in the history of the writing is Phil K. Dick. We've talked about it repeatedly in on the, the show. History of the writing. In the story of the writing, in the writing of the story. <laughs> Shut up, Ethan. Listen. Oh, Young wow. lady who watches Honey Boo Boo, do not <laughs> mock me. My go-go juice is gonna help me win. <laughs> Philip K. Dick's greatest work, many have said, is called The Man in the High Castle. And that story was optioned ten years ago by Ridley Scott. <laughs> and now and, it's being produced by... And actually, he's still got it. He still owns it. And he got together with uh, X-Files writer and showrunner Frank Spotnitz. Oh, Jesus. And they began shopping it around. He shopped it to the BBC, uh, who held on to it uh, until 2010. And now Sci-Fi's got it. 
<laughs> and they're actually going to do something with it. Oh, this is either going to be amazing or really, really bad. It's going to go one way or the other. There's, We're not there's just, no in between it, there. It's going it to be go, it's going to be Jabberwock gonna, all over again. <laughs> it could be really good, or it could be shark. It's going to be mosquito. Oh, oh. <laughs> We can very much hope. I mean, let let's just face the fact that it's gonna be Mansquito. No, let's not. No, no, no. Let's hope that it's Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, well, when you've got Ridley Scott doing the production, and uh, look, there are some things that Siffy does really, really well. When Siffy's trying to be irreverent and topical, it does it really, really well. But when they try to go serious, um, just run. No, not true. Not true. Name they, one. They can do it. Which just... one? Which one? Battlestar Galactica is pretty amazing. Yeah. Could not mm-hmm. watch that. Yeah, really? well, because Galactica is going to be like the it. same way that Man in the High Castle is going to be. Okay. It's a very dark... I, I agree it was not as horrible as Mansquito, but I could not watch it. <laughs> it's, it's well loved in certain circles. Yes. I, watched, yeah, I, mean, I watched Caprica. I thought it was kind of decent. And then it got canceled, of course. Did you see Blood and Chrome? Speaking of which, which I Dome brought up at the very try. beginning. Did not even try. It wasn't I bad. Have... <clears throat> I've actually DVR'd it. And I'm putting it aside to. I just haven't had the time to. You know, I, but... I gotta give it a try again because the the girls on the they're really cute. Starbucks is adorable. <laughs> I don't know. My husband and I watched. Battlestar Galactica from start to finish we got the DVDs and when you do it that way it's really addicting well that's what I tried to do though I tried to just like power through it I didn't even get past the miniseries oh I was just like I need to give it a few more episodes (laughs) I was just like I just want to go jump off a bridge I'm so depressed oh well, that... We watched the whole thing, and it is very depressing. And, and X and I watched the entire thing, and we've watched all of Caprica, and we, as I said, we just watched Blood and Chrome. And yes, there are points of it that it is so ridiculously depressing. However, it does have an uplifting ending. If you can power through the whole thing, it does all come together and make sense. And... I'm going to go back to my Stargate Marathon thing, so. <laughs> go ahead. It's okay. I tried. It's okay, honey. I tried. I, you know, I'm hoping. It's one of those things where, you know, every time somebody takes a shot at something of Philip K. Dick's work, I give it a shot. I, I, I hope for the best. And then you go cry into your coffee. Uh, yeah, it's happened more than <laughs> once. A couple I, times it's worked, but just every, a couple. Every time Tom Cruise touches one of them. Uh, well, every, every time there's an Asimov film, I cry into my tea, so. There you, <laughs> you go. You know, I, I can't really blame you. But yeah. I, I do watch them, but I, I, I know. cry. Yeah. You know, know what did make me happy about Tom Cruise in a Philip K. Dick film, though? What? In, um, in Minority Report, that yeah. moment after he's had his little eye surgery thing and he goes to the fridge and he finds the wrong sandwich and the wrong milk, that scene is awesome because Tom Cruise is miserable. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, but the whole film can't hinge on that one really good scene. Yeah. It's good, but it shouldn't. Well, I find I find it an entertaining, and I find Minority Report to be a fun film. I just don't like Tom Cruise in it. Fun film? <laughs> yes, it's so cheerful, and it's like a romantic comedy, it's right? It's like a poultry bear jamboree, yeah, absolutely. You know what? There for a while, there for a while, Tom. It would be these movies that I wanted to see, but then I didn't want to see them because Tom Cruise was in them. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem with supporting Tom Cruise, but other than that, agree. Yeah. I enjoy the. Film. Not so much that I have a problem with Tom Cruise. I have a problem with him as a as an entertainer because he just doesn't entertain. And he's all that. so short. Yes, he is. I don't know what that has to do with it. I don't anything. know. It just freaks me I out. I think he's a construct. I, I I'm really... surprised they never tapped him for Lord of the Rings, because he's already hobbit-sized. Uh, <laughs> oh, I went there. Yeah. Oh, you did. I, I think he's really just a construct. If you've ever seen him on some of these um, interview shows, especially when he was on the actor studio, that was when I never really got the whole Tom Cruise is God thing. But after I saw the... the um, the actors workshop yeah 
there was like there was nothing. I mean, behind the eyes, there's like wires and stuff. There's nothing in there. I mean, really, there's nothing in there. <laughs> and I don't mean to say, oh, he's stupid. No, I'm saying no. there's no personality. There's, there's, the, there's, there's, if there's not a script in yeah. front of him, there's nothing. That's right. That's yeah. right. Johnny Depp is the same way, though. Have but you ever I, seen an interview with Johnny Depp? Yeah. He's the world's most boring human. I love looking at him, though. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. He's right, pretty, right, but there's right. not much all else. All right, still. hey, hey, dead redhead, what was the poll this week? Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he is. Okay, It was a really so, good poll, just saying. Yeah, you came up with it, Kriana, you didn't vote in it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, it was actually a fun poll. We came up with, uh, since Sean B. dies in pretty much every movie he's in, um, and we listed a few of the ways, including how he was drawn and quartered. We asked people that he's going to be in, um, what was it? Not Saturn. What is it? I'm sorry. It was Jupiter, Jupiter, yeah. Jupiter Ascending. It was one of those planets. It was Jupiter. The Brothers. The Wachowski brothers are making a movie, Jupiter Ascending, and he is going to be in it. So we asked everybody how they thought Sean Bean was going to die in the new movie. <laughs> All right. So, so number three. Number three is there would be a red shirt accident. <laughs> eh. Weak. Oh, come on. That's funny. Eh. Number two. Number two is that he would get turned inside out in space. That would be amusing. That would be amusing to watch. All right. <laughs> but, but number one, one by a wide margin was he's going to get pushed out an airlock. Yeah, that's probably We're likely. Sure, pretty sure it's going to happen. <laughs> Explosive decompression. Sorry, Sean Bean. Isn't that basically the same thing as get turned inside out? No. 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 Then he would just like if he's in the airlock, they can just suck all the air out of him, and he'll just pass out and die that way. As opposed to actually being out in space and have his insides pulled inside out, you know. Okay. So it's a subtle difference. Explosive yes. decompression either way. Yes. Fun times. There was... so Maybe he'll the... just run out of air. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I was expecting somebody to be more creative, you know, like giant space bugs How or something. How about like vat of acid? What about like Toxic That's hard in space, though. How about toxic it? Jupiter acid atmosphere? Is Jupiter's atmosphere what? acid? I know Venus no, is, but... No, that would be frozen atmosphere of Jupiter. Jupiter? Are you sure? I'm, just... I'm making it up just like you are. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't I wasn't actually making up Venus's atmospheres filled with sulfuric acid. No, I get that, but we don't know what Jupiter's is, or if we do, we, we don't know. Most of what I know about Jupiter comes from Harry Potter, and it's that one of its moons is covered in ice, not mice. Oh, okay, so it's, it's mostly made up of hydrogen and helium, so he would have oh, a really did. high voice. <laughs> Death by really high voice. Hi, everybody! <laughs> so, so, Ashley, I, I hope you're impressed with what's happened so far. <laughs> I just, certain topics I don't know as much about, so I'm just a fan listening, because I, I don't have anything to offer. <laughs> Many times we don't either, in case you had not We just keep talking. I don't, yeah. We just oh, keep good talking. Lord. So anyhow, you've heard her voice in Star Wars, The Clone Wars. You've seen her on that 70s show, uh, Phil of the Future. Drake and Josh, or Josh and Drake, depending on whether you're watching it upside down or not. It depends which coast you're on. Exactly. If you're on the West Coast, never mind. Anyway. Yikes. Ashley Epstein. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's It's been fun so far. I've, we haven't I've... done anything yet, so that's the fun. Well, I now mean, I did, we did talk about our guilty pleasures and um, call you out for not knowing how to pronounce Ahsoka Tano. That's right. So let's talk about because the guys who know the Clone Wars at work said to me, so like it's they all sit around in a room and do the voices, right? And I went, eh, I don't know. So let's find out. What's it like doing the voices? How does that work for you? Well, you know, every show is different. On most uh, animated shows, you actually go into a studio by yourself. 
and you just get your lines only and, and you record them and then go home. You don't really get to interact with anyone. But fortunately on the Clone Wars, um, from day one, they always wanted us to do cast records, uh, kind of like an old radio drama. So we've always gone in as a cast and we've read the whole script together. Um, which has been awesome uh, because I think you really get a lot of more character development that way. And, um, I mean, we've been working together now for like seven years. So we've really become like a family. It's, it's been a lot of fun. When you, how did you, how did you get that job? Uh, for Star Wars, the Clone Wars, I, I honestly just fell into this one because, um, I, they were just, I got an audition through my agent. I found out the night before, um, my agent called and he said, you know, you have an audition for s the new Star Wars cartoon tomorrow. And um, it was actually for the role of Padme. And I needed to sound like Natalie Portman. Well, um, I'm sure you can hear from my voice. I, I, I don't sound anything like Natalie Portman. <laughs> and, and even when I tried to sound like Natalie Portman, I didn't sound anything like Natalie Portman. So um, I told my agent, I said, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll go. And, um, I remember I, I showed up to the audition and usually I'm, I'm very optimistic, but it, it had been a very long day and, um, I show up and they were like running over an hour behind and I called my agent up and I said, look, you know, I just really don't think I'm right for this. They're running an hour behind, you know, I just really can't do Padme's voice. You know, what should I do? And, he said, you know, no, if you can stay, you need to stay because you never know what could happen. And so I, I went in an hour later. Um, I said the first line, you know, Padme line, and they stopped me, of course. And they said, no, you sound nothing like Padme. You sound too young. But there's this new character that nobody knows about, and she's a 14-year-old girl, and you could be right for her. So um, they, that's all I knew. They didn't tell me anything more because it was so top secret. They didn't tell me who she was or even what her name was. I had no idea. And um, I ended up getting a call back for this character. I had no idea who she was except a 14-year-old girl. And then I ended up booking the role still not knowing who she was. Um, and I found out on my first day of work who I was actually going to be playing. And um, Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it was very top secret. And actually, what I found out... Um, uh, the first day is that I had to keep the secret for two years that I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. And so, oh my God. It came out. so they scared me to death so much. I didn't even tell my husband who I was playing for the first year because, um, I mean, we had to sign confidentiality contracts and everything. So he knew I was working on the new star Wars cartoon, but he didn't know who I was playing. And, um, literally I, even my parents didn't know until the movie came out in 2008, who I was, who I was voicing. So you got your, you really didn't even get a script or a character in out, outline or anything until that very first day. Yeah, no, I didn't get anything. And, and actually, um, they're, they're really strict even to today. I mean, if you, we, we usually don't get our script until we walk in the door. Um, and if you have less than 14 lines, I think, then you, you don't get a script at all. If you have more than 14 lines, then they'll send it to you. But it's like it's one of those things where they FedEx it. You have to sign for it. It's 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 crazy. It's it's very top secret. <laughs> wow. So yeah, <laughs> but the fans usually don't no know what spoilers. happens. No spoilers. So Do you kind of feel like a secret agent every time you sign <laughs> for your top secret package? I do. Well, I'm more scared because, like. Every single page is watermarked with my name, so if anything gets out, they know that it would be from my script. So, I mean, I just don't even want to imagine what would happen if somebody got a hold of my script and it says A. Eckstein across the whole thing. So they more have me scared, like I don't, I don't want to know what will happen. I was going to say, do they drum you out of Los Angeles or something? <laughs> I, I mean, I have I have no idea, but I, I joke. I say I think I signed the rights away to my first child if I like <laughs> I breached the confidentiality agreement. You very well might have. I know how, how I know. carefully did you read that thing? <laughs> uh, when it when it's working for Star Wars, I just signed it. I'm like it's Star Wars. <laughs> they probably own everything you do for the rest of your life now. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I will say it's it's definitely um it's changed my life in so many ways and it's been such an amazing experience and um you don't realize when you go start working for you know for something in the Star Wars universe that you're forever in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Um which is it's it's cool. I mean, I felt like I automatically gained a, a family. Um I remember I went to my first convention and David Prowse walked up to my table, you know, who's Darth Vader. And yes, he is. Yeah. (laughs) He literally, he put his photo down on my table and it was signed. And he said, these are for you. And, and then he asked for my photos autographed in return. And he was just like, this is what we do. And we do an exchange program with each other. And I was like, Really? Wow. Did, did Darth Vader just come up and ask for my photo? And are we friends now? <laughs> I like, think you this- are. <laughs> yeah. So it's this it's this family that you don't realize that all of a sudden you're just in, and um, I just feel very blessed to be a part of it. It's it's crazy. So were you always a science fiction fan? I was. I was. I, I you know. I would say first and foremost, I was a Disney kid because my dad worked for Disney, and um, but I was always, uh, I always loved the fantasy elements of it. So I grew up in a household with a lot of fantasy. Um, you know, of course we watched Star Wars. I mean, I don't even remember how old I was because I was too young. I mean, I, I literally watched Star Wars from the time I can remember. But we would watch the Neverending Story, you know, the Hobbit cartoons, <laughs> um, all the Disney movies, like. We were just a big, uh, f- you know, fantasy household. Nice. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one doesn't I, I think know. it's I... cool, Dead Redhead. Christiana <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. and I were just well, you got so quiet over there. <laughs> we were taking a moment because that was our childhood, too. It was a nostalgia thing. <laughs> At least it was mine. I don't know. Dome, you made her watch all that, right? Yes, I did. Made me? Yes, I did. Yeah, Let, made her. Gave her all that stuff. Was forced um, to give no, she her. Fought, she fought for it. <laughs> introduced her. No, not really. So you have an Alice in Wonderland collection that fills up your entire bedroom. Ooh! <laughs> well, I will say, not not my bedroom now. Um, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I do have a huge Alice in Wonderland collection, um, and it, again, it goes with the Disney obsession. I really uh, have a Disney obsession, um, but um, I've always loved Alice in Wonderland, and um, it, kind of, it started as a kid because people would give me Alice in Wonderland stuff because that was like the character I looked most like, and so they would just give me her dolls and her dresses, and it just started from there. So. Now the stuff is kind of scattered all throughout my house um, until I actually I want to paint Alice in Wonderland murals on the wall and uh, then condense it all into one bedroom. You know, at least so the character awesome. that you look most like has dresses. It's tough oh, being a or it was tough being a ginger until Meredith came along, I suppose. Uh, now now we have dresses. Yes. That's true, but what about she Ariel? She does not really oh, well, have she dresses. Didn't have a dress. That's true. <laughs> she got the she got the clamshell bra, and that's about it. That she is got tail yeah. going. <laughs> I did not think about that. Um, that that's yeah, that's true. But at least you you got a pretty cool character now. I love Merida. You got yes. arguably the best character now. And and it's not really hard for me to do that either. All I have to do is take a shower. My hair just is like, just let it go. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. it does. It absolutely does. I've had that from a couple little girls who have gone. It's like, you've got hair like the brave girl. And I'm like, oh, I just want to eat you up. You're adorable. Dead redhead, when you say that, it scares me a little. <laughs> so speaking of dress up, I want what? Ashley to tell us all about Oh my her gosh, yes, because fan. The concept is the best thing I've ever Major heard. Fan. Oh, Thank you, thank you. Well, um, it it's it all just started really from um, honestly a selfish place one day because I wanted more Star Wars merchandise for myself, and I honestly thought it existed. Um, nope. Because I did have one Star Wars shirt in my closet, 
but I, I never really paid attention more, you know, that I didn't see a ton of Star Wars stuff for girls everywhere. So I, right after I was cast as Ahsoka on the Clone Wars, I'm like, man, I need a lot more Star Wars stuff. So I went searching, I scoured the internet and found that it really didn't exist. Um, and it was actually really embarrassing. I went to StarWars.com and they didn't have any Star, like Star Wars stuff made for women in the women's section. They actually put men's stuff in the women's section. And um, I, so I, I started doing my research because I'm like, I know I'm not alone. I know that there's a lot more girls that, that like sci-fi. And so um, I, I did my research and found that literally like half of all sci-fi fans are women. I mean, it's like a hard statistic, like 45%. And um, – 80% of all consumer purchases are made by women. So yep. I'm not a mathematician, but the math wasn't adding up. It's like, why would you not give women more stuff to buy? And so um, naively, I, I thought, well, I'm just going to contact Lucasfilm and, and ask them if I can design their shirts for girls, um, not realizing that I had to start my own company to do it. So um, luckily, I, I found a great business partner and um, they they helped me make it happen. And uh, again, naively, I thought it would just be designing a couple T-shirts. But it's been it's been an amazing experience, you know, figuring out how to how to do it and how to get it done. But now we make Star Wars clothes for girls, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Battlestar Galactica, Warehouse Thirteen, and very soon um, a very popular franchise property. That I can't say yet, but it's it's a big one. So we're we're just starting to design for it I'm now. So my um, for Stargate. I, Wink I once if say. it's Stargate. Damn it! I can't see you. <laughs> oh. It's Alice in Wonderland. Oh, sorry. I was getting uh, yeah. excited. <laughs> I can't say that it's 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 not Alice in Wonderland, unfortunately. But um, I that's not a bad idea. I might look into that. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah so it's just everything's on heruniverse.com or you can find it through Hot Topic or Think Geek and okay, um, I, I don't know about anyone a else here now. but I would like to buy all the things all <laughs> the things all the things, all the okay, things. So the, there's, a, there's a cool quality the funny story that I was telling before the show was that I actually have one of one of your shirts and I didn't even know you designed it until I was introduced to your stuff by our mutual acquaintance and I went looking and I said so that's where that came from uh, <laughs> well uh, I like I said I'm, I'm I appreciate the support it's you know we had we had a stereotype to debunk when we first launched her universe um, people honestly thought that it wouldn't work because they said, you know, female sci-fi fans aren't interested in buying merchandise what? made for them. Oh, what? Yeah, that's literally Can what you I be more told. wrong? Who told they, you that? Because I think I need to go to their house and have a conversation. Yeah. Did they think that we would, that we were like happy buying boxy yes. unisex t-shirts and yes. having that yes. be it yes that's exactly what was told to me actually i was what? told i was told to um because i was told no twice before i was told yes and um like the second time once they told me no the second time they said you know you should just be happy with the men's what? size small oh no that, no what that actually like lit no. a in me because i'm one of those people that when you tell me no, you can't achieve something. I will go the extra mile to say yes, I can. And so once they told me to be happy with the men's size small, that immediately was like, no, I'm not going to be happy with the men's size small. I'm going to figure out a way to, you know, make women's t-shirts. And um, it was more the fact that I've I had met so many amazing women um, that were sci-fi fans, and I knew that just somebody had to speak up for the fan base and because I had my foot in the door at Lucasfilm already because of the Clone Wars I knew that I could just plead my case to some of the right people and I mean I honestly have to thank Lucasfilm because they were the only company that would give me a shot at first. I think most other companies would have laughed me out the door um, but once Lucasfilm gave me a shot it, it gave us credibility and then you know other companies you know came on board but it's I also honestly 
truly, I have to thank all of the fans because I said from day one, I said, I can't do this alone. You know, the reason female fans haven't had merchandise is because we haven't spoken up about it. And the only way we're going to change people's minds is if we stand up and speak out together. Literally, it's like united we stand, divided we fall. If we want more stuff made for women, then we we all have to speak up. And, and that's really what's happened. I mean, um, when we launched in Hot Topic, it was like a, a, an army of fangirls went that day to Hot Topic and bought everything. And because of that, Hot Topic ordered more. And now they're ordering more. And now we're coming out with a whole fashion collection in April of you know, Doctor Who dresses, leggings, and Yay. pajamas. Sorry. Yay. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the dresses and leggings are super cute. I'm so excited. And you have a Valentine's Day collection. I'm on your website we, right uh, now. My shopping cart is kind of filling up right now. Valentine's Day stuff in case someone is looking. Wink, wink, no, nudge, no, nudge, seriously, say seriously. no more. I, I love everything. I... <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, on behalf of women, sci- female sci-fi fans everywhere, thank you. Seriously, oh, thank you. Well. And if you ever run out of ideas, hit us up. Oh my gosh, I am always, always looking for ideas. Um, our Facebook page and Twitter page is me running it. Um, so I'm reading it every day. Um and so I, I just I encourage everyone, please send well, in your girl, ideas. Well, girl, this is this is an open invitation. Questions. If you ever need anything, if you need support, if you need us to pimp your wares at a con, you let us you yes, you let we'll us know. It. We are your East Coast crew. We are here for you. We oh, will we will for so you. pimp for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's well, turning into a whole new conversation. All yes. <laughs> what but is Valentine's Day? <laughs> it is Valentine's Day, you know. Some loving people need some loving. So, anyway. Yes, yes. Well, I, I've gotten some. Um, I mean, for the most part, people haven't, you know, laughed at me too hard. But those shirts, I uh, was inspired by, uh, you know, Sky Mall the magazine because uh, I travel a lot and I'm always reading Sky Mall and there's this poster in there that says like you are the macaroni to my cheese you are the peanut butter to my jelly and I'm like I love this poster but it would be even cooler if they if there were sci-fi versions so that's how I got the idea so we did a Star Wars a, um, Star Trek and a Doctor Who version of you know you are the you are the scoundrel to my princess. You are the C-3PO to my R2-D2. You are the fish fingers to my custard. You are the captain to my starship. Um, and I tried to make them gender neutral as much as possible, except, you know, the, you are the, you know, scoundrel to my princess. Because I, I, don't, I didn't want to make it where it's only the opposite sex that can give it to each other. Because to me, you know, this is a shirt that best friends can enjoy together. Or brothers and sisters. Or I, I wanted to make it... Just somebody that is your partner in sci-fi that, you know, you could give it to that person. Or hot lesbians. Just That's saying. So hot lesbians. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, there goes the ratings. <laughs> hey, they were gone way before then. <laughs> and since we have hot Pretty lesbians much. on the show, just saying. Just, just saying. saying. <laughs> so, Ashley, talk a little bit about, uh, just to get off the subject, briefly you're going to be at c2e2 in april yes yes i'm really excited about it um i love chicago and i haven't been able to go to c2e2 yet so this is my first time um unfortunately the her universe booth will not be there um but yeah that's a bummer but um just the logistics to get all the merchandise in the booth sometimes it's more difficult than (laughs) than you realize and so um but i'll be there i'll definitely have some fun her universe giveaways i'll be signing autographs and and i'll be on panels um and i'm just more excited to meet everyone uh honestly like i said that's how i get a lot of ideas for her universe is just talking to fans um and and hearing what franchises you want I, i mean honestly doctor who is a is a perfect example um the reason we signed the Doctor Who contract is because that's what the fans wanted. I, I asked everyone, I said, what's the number one franchise you want me to go get? And they said Doctor Who. So I'm just excited. Please come up, introduce yourself, and, and tell me what you want more of because 
this is a group effort. I mean, her universe wouldn't exist if we all weren't doing this together. And then in May, you're going to host uh, Disney Star Wars weekends. Yes, and if you haven't been to Disney Star Wars Weekends, I would highly, highly recommend it. It's it's honestly my favorite event of the year. Um, well, obviously now Disney and Star Wars are one, um, but I was going to say nobody really puts on a better Star Wars event than Disney. They really do it right. They pay such attention to detail. They have great shows. They have great guests um, that come in and... Um, uh, great merchandise, you know, of course, the, the Star Tours ride. It's it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I've never heard a complaint about Disney Star Wars weekends. Everyone that comes, they usually come back year after year because it's just, it's just such a fun time. So Zombarian, want to go? Yeah, I think oh, you I totally should. So and we're going to have new Star Wars merchandise that we debut there um, that's just, it's its awesome. Like, Rogue Squadron, like, X-Wing oh, fighter pilot that's stuff. that's so dear to my heart. Yeah. I <laughs> Very love cool the, stuff. okay, has anyone else ever read the Expanded Universe X-Wing series? Yes, you know I have. <laughs> I love them all. I'm actually just about to get started reading the Expanded Universe books. I'm really, I, I'm really excited about it because I've heard so much about the characters, but I haven't dove oh, into the books man. yet. Oh, man. You are so lucky to be reading those for the first time. Yeah, I can't wait. I've heard such great things so, about them. So you probably have been told this before, but the Timothy Zahn books are fantastic. Um, yeah. There, there's one that you should just completely ignore. Um, I think I think it has okay. a crystal in That's the title. Okay. Just, just skip that one. It's not important. And okay. um, and the the X Wing books are are really fantastic. And don't read past uh, the the, <laughs> the spoiler alert one where Chewbacca dies. <laughs> just just give up because well, it, it came out like ten years ago. It's like spoiler alerting Lord of the Rings. Doesn't just <laughs> come on. Yeah, he ring gets thrown in. Gandalf the, oh, comes sorry. back. No. <laughs> <laughs> and if you need something to read while you're absolutely exhausted and don't want to use much brain power, I highly recommend the it's Jedi adorable. Academy They're books. They're so cute. I love them. They are really cute. They're written for like ten-year-olds but they were some of my favorite books as a kid and I picked one up not too long ago and I was like oh this is still adorable yeah I will I have a lot of I have a lot of reading to do I haven't haven't dove into the books yet so I'm excited yeah, totally well, we're, we're all just hoping that this recent <laughs> Disney acquisition doesn't sort of nullify the entire yeah it should mm. I would mm. it might I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have any inside I information. Know. What are you gonna do? Ashley, I can't thank you enough for joining us. It's is an absolute over? pleasure. It yes. is that happened, it Ashley. Is. It really Will you come did. back. So look, please. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like I was so shy in the beginning. I, I didn't know what to say, so now that we, we got warmed up, I'll definitely come back. <laughs> we're friends and, now. <laughs> yes, we're, we're, we're totally besties. <laughs> and you have to remember that Boston Comic Con is April 20th and 21st, so, you know, if you happen yeah, to be around Yeah, if you wanted then, to be around, or if you, if you had something that we could pass out, or, I, I mean, I'm... 99% sure I'm going to wear one of your shirts to it, so... <laughs> well, we will definitely be in touch. Excellent. Sounds you know, like you, know you go around the con, and every so often you, you see someone with a shirt, and you just have to have it, and you're like, where did you get your shirt? I'm going to be that person. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. I will definitely... I would love for you all to be my models. Yes. Well, three we're of the there. four of us anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're Don't, there. You know, I think you would look hot in that TARDIS dress. Or in the uh, Leia hoodie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Actually, we've had many guys buy our Spock hoodie already. I like the Spock hoodie, to be honest with you. It's I want to really see cool. you everyday cosplay yes. as Ahsoka Tano. Or that. I, want, I just want to take pictures of that, actually, and send them to 
with oh, his my. forever. He's another a whole show. Other show. Sorry. Brianna. Brianna. Okay. We'll talk. Yes. <laughs> Run it. Zombrarian, what are we up to for the next couple of weeks, my dear? Next week, on um, what is the date next week? On um, February 23rd, we're going to talk to Jamie Vick, creator of the web series Santa Carla. And then the week after that, on March 2nd, we have Michael Lane from the Liftport Project back again for a second try at his interview. Woo. Oh, there we go. And, and, and music that's it. Now. Wow, we're pathetic. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Stay with us for a second, my dear. Get redhead. Yes, sir. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, Granite Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD Hold a Folk at RobWattsOnline.com. Well, folks, you've wasted another hour talking to us and listening to us, and we've enjoyed uh, buzzing in your ear for the past hour or so. Why do mosquitoes do uh, that? I have no idea. So we're going to have the links up for everything that we talked about tonight, including all of Ashley's cool stuff. Check it out when you get a chance. I want to thank the cast for joining us tonight from the Revered Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and Grammar Girl Zombrarian. Thanks for all you do, ladies. Kriana and Zombrarian back from summer. <laughs> and from the Four Color Vault of Comics, Dead Redhead, darling, thank you. I share my heart with all of our fans. Literally. Oh it's out of her chest Literally. right now. And while we're bidding and talking about The Walking Dead, this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus, well, feud entropy. Good night, everyone. Bye. I know.